evening, good night. Yeah. Welcome to the show, what a wonderful delight. Uh. Yeah, Patsy and T Rods, better chop up on the mic. Just sit back, have a laugh, catch a vibe, and enjoy the ride. Yeah. So, man, it's been a long journey. It's been a long time. We haven't spoken. We speak <laughs> pretty regularly, but no, just uh, not in this setting. But no, in, no, we haven't done a podcast so, man. in a while. I mean, we've both been busy. We both had a lot of different life things going on. Well, speak for yourself. I mean, yours came to you're you're working, man. It's so funny how that how that flipped. Yes, yes, very busy, man. I'm, you know, I've been busy calling games, yeah. running a gym, basketball twenty four seven, and your life was basketball twenty four seven, and now it's not. Irony. That's that's the that's life. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, bro. I think now that especially some time has passed. Um, yeah, I think I think I'm done, bro. I think I I think I've. That's it. I got all the basketball out of me. I don't know. So, what um? I mean, done. wait, wait. Like, I mean, I mean, I know we've talked about it for like, obviously yeah. since the end of the season with uh, your time in Phoenix, but. When when was it like really like all right this is this is really a realization? Um, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. It was it wasn't even just last season. I think it was just like maybe a season or two before. I think like my last the year before my last year with the Magic. Um, I started getting hurt a lot, and I was getting like weird injuries. Like I'm starting to lose cartilage in my knees and I'm starting to sting a little bit. Like just doing normal things I've always been able to do, and then. You know, my back was horrible going out, and I think just for real, it was horrible. My back it was gone. so bad. It was shot. <laughs> like I've been hit by a freaking fucking truck, bro. But um, nah, man. You know, I was I had that back shit, and I had all like that numbness down my leg. And yeah, it was, just, it was crazy. And then I think it was just the progression of just how you know everything was going. I don't know. For me, it was just more so like I was feeling kind of miserable towards yeah. like the last two years where I'm gone all the time. My kids are getting older, family, you know, it's kind of living, you know, their life and having fun. And not that, you know, it wasn't a good film to provide and stuff, but like at the yeah. end of the day, it was just like, bro, you know me, I'm, I'm super low key and chill. I just want to be at home with the kids and just being on the road was just like becoming draining. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think people realize how much we're gone. And I'm I miss so many holidays, so many birthdays, so many, you know, family events. And I'm legit on the road, just chilling half the time, not doing too much. So yeah. know, just a lot of things just start to to kind of weigh heavy on me. And it's just I kinda it was just being in that space, bro, it just wasn't it wasn't, you know, waking me out of bed every morning with the, the smile on my face that I used to. And you know how it is. It's, it's a business. Yeah. I, and what you talked about is true. It's like, you know, that when your kids are super young and they're really infant, it's not it's not the same now that you like it's you have actual interactions. They're playing yeah. sports. You're going to events. You're having they're, they're actually knowing what a holiday is. Um, no, facts. I think just having to kind of. I feel like, you know me, I, I feel like I had a family a little early on, but now I'm getting to the point where they're like, they're pretty much gr- not grown, but they're, they're like at I'm an gonna, age where, you know, they're starting the same to situation. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so like, and you know how it is, man, like I'm starting to see how much I love being at home and starting to enjoy my family, just being playing like the dad role and just being like a part of you know my family. 
Mm-hmm. It's 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 tough, man. I don't think people realize it. And um, man, you're getting me emotional over here. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, man. It's, a real family it man, a family man, Ross. I, oh, for I sure. It. Everybody has it. everybody has you know different tolerances for different things, and people, you know. It, well, it's tr- it's true, man. I mean, I was in Europe, and like I know that was different, but it it, mm-hmm. it was even tough being over there because it's like I was so disconnected. At least yeah. you had at least in the NBA, you have some in the like state somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, you're gonna see them at least during the week sometime at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah, no, but, for sure. But man, that's great. You know, so you know, it's official. You're retiring. Is there is there like official papers that you have well, to sign? So, so how does that even work? So I think to officially be labeled as retired is like it has to be a year from your last contract. So and and so you're still a free agent. You're still a free agent. Yeah, I'm technic- technically still a free agent. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, but I just don't I just don't see myself coming back. Like yeah, I'm not missing it one bit. Like I'm doing stuff I never got to do. Now I'm starting to live you know my life a little bit and. Jeez, bro! <laughs> it's, it's it's cool. I'm loving it. I'm gonna do me. I'm getting to hang yeah, out man. Are you traveling? Travel yeah, you're traveling. You're doing stuff with your fam. You know, yeah, bro. So it's yeah. hard to really not to say like I'm super grateful for my career. Um, I wouldn't change anything. You know, yeah. me like I was. I didn't think I was ever going to the NBA until literally the six months leading up to it. So mm-hmm. uh, to have a journey like this was amazing. Um, I couldn't I couldn't think like. Basketball gods more. Uh, I had a great tenure in Toronto, Orlando, little stint in Phoenix, but I, I got to I got to live my dream, bro. I got to really go out there and play with my idols growing up. Like you know us, we were big basketball fans. So like for me to even have the opportunity to, to do what I did and to play as long as I did, have the moments I had, meet all of my idols from Kobe to just all the guys I idolized growing up, and to to play for 11 years was was for me storybook. So like I have no hard feelings about you know walking away or you know this or that. Like I I feel like I made my little mark. People are gonna remember me for whatever I did and you know my times in Toronto and Orlando. But uh, bro, I feel like right now I'm making a great decision. I'm happy. I mean, and we'll see what comes next. Like for the time being though, I don't want to do a fucking thing. I don't want to I, I know. I don't want to travel. I, I travel know. a little bit, but like I do not want to see an airplane. I, I just need to be at the home. I, and like, bro, you know I me. Mean? Like now I'm coaching my son's football team. There you taking go. Taking my daughter to school. Like I get to <laughs> spend time with my kids in like a normal fashion and just not like, all right, well, dad's out for a week or dad's here or there. Like, oh, I gotta reschedule it. Like you got a little bell check in you. You got a little bell check in you, flag football. <laughs> Bro, you've seen it. You've seen it, man. You've seen it. Well, your son's the best player out there. No, he's not. No, he's not. I love him to death. He is not. The 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 football league is between like one. There was not enough kids this year, so they made between first and third graders, right? Bro, our best player on our team is a first grader. Wow. He's Christian McCaffrey. He's Christian (laughs) McCaffrey. I promise you, bro. Little white kid, blonde hair, um, running back. But he had, but he knows how to catch, run, cut, make reads, make blocks. He, he's very advanced for his age, and yeah. I've seen nothing like it. Like, and anytime we just need, if it's if it's third and long or if it's fourth down, just give him the ball. Yeah, and he's going straight to the grip. But like, every, all the, there's a, we have a ton of little kids out there with some talent. We have a you know a little mini Josh Allen. We got a couple yeah. of sneaky kids, and, <laughs> and it's so funny. Our best defensive player, she's a she's a girl. And her go. name is Harper. Wow. 
It's my daughter. Crazy. My daughter wouldn't even touch a football field, but yeah. Wouldn't even touch a football. But uh, yeah, no, it's crazy. So getting to do stuff like that at home, man, it makes it. Yeah. I'm not missing anything, bro. I'm it, it, playing trips ahead. Like I'm more excited for that than to go play. Yeah. You know I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good feeling. Well, let's get let's get into you know kind of your career and just. Let's kind of go through the steps and where Jesus. where you you know where you were. I mean, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of. There's times. honestly not. There's not. There's really yeah, not. There's really not. I played for two teams. No, I know. But let, let's start with you know your years in Toronto. You get drafted. Mm-hmm. You up Toronto as a young buck, just fresh out of Seattle via Vancouver, via L.A. or yeah, yeah. West Coast, West Coast. Yeah, basically West Coast. You show up in Toronto. Talk about those early days in Toronto and just like showing up. Like, do you remember that first day that you got off the plane in Toronto? I do. I do only because it was besides me going to Toronto for like, you know, just to get inaugurated to start the season. I got my driver's license that day. That morning, <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. They didn't have to drive 20, you anymore. Yeah, I know. Today you have to pick me up anymore. Uh, no, I was. I was in my twenties, bro. I had to be like twenty-one. I was super freaking. No, was I twenty-one? You probably were. Uh, you're pretty old. I was you pretty old. Been, you had. I didn't old. have a car up until then. Wait, so, so you like, you got your driver's license after you when you went to the NBA, bro? Literally when I went to the league. I remember I bought the car and still didn't have a license. So you had yeah you approached yeah. Yeah, You're probably so, about 21 so I, or 20. Is and this one. is how I know, right? So the day I had to report to Toronto, it was like a, it was like a 1 p.m. flight out of Oregon, right? But freaking, they had, I had, I was like, okay, that's enough time for me to schedule my uh, driver's, uh, yeah, test, test, whatever the driver's part. And so, and you know, it's freaking crazy too because I just bought a new car before I even took the test, right? That was, was the charger, right? Yeah, Dallas yeah. Challengers, like Our the little red one on rims and everything. So I pull up in that, and I'm waiting for dude. And I know how to drive. Like I was whipping my little shirties, whipping college, like with no license <laughs> or nothing up and down the streets of Seattle, no problems, right? So I know what I'm doing. So I, I get the test, boom, I, I go through it, yada yada. And the next, you know, the guy's like, "Didn't you just get drafted?" I was like, "Yeah." And honestly, <laughs> I got to get out of here to get a flight. He's like, "You're good, bro. Just we'll just take us back, and we'll just get you the paper license." And I was like, "All right, all right cool." Did that, went straight to, uh, not even did, so I rented a freaking Range Rover from, you know, Nas, a super fan that sits. Yep. Courtside, yeah, he had a super huge car dealership. So, yeah, man, it worked out. I got the car. As soon as I got there, I had a paper license, bro. I've never seen nothing like that. I didn't, I didn't think they was going to let me out the lot with that thing. So, no. Yep, I had that. And then, I don't know, bro. That was like probably my day one first memory is just feeling like damn i am fucking in the nba driving around to toronto in a range rover like i was like in that point in my young mind i was like i made it i don't care what else happens bro like i, <laughs> I wasn't supposed to do this like i can't do it I'm made to NBA. Uh, what uh who was the first player that you met when you got in toronto do you remember that damar is we could and it was before i even you know it's before i went back to toronto because like during, during the draft like everybody's gone it's the middle of july or the end of june whatever too but we ended up finding Toronto me, QAC. Um, and then we did our, our media. And then I flew back to Santa Monica where I was staying for pre-draft. And I remember for that couple of weeks, not doing anything, Demar would come, scoop me up, go work out, take me to his house. We'd just hang out. Like I, we had other teammates over there too. So it was just, it was like that early on, like, Getting the sense like, okay, this is Debo's team. This is his team. This is how we go. And this, I, I had a great bet, man. I couldn't be, you know, any more thankful for that. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I think it was Demar. Yeah, I mean, you had a chance. You know, you go in there with. I mean, just looking at the roster. I'm looking at the roster right now. I mean, you had guys yeah, like Ru- Rudy Gay. This is your yeah. rookie year, Rudy Gay. You have um, Sebastian Telfair, yeah, Jonas Valanciunas. Andrew Landry Jones. Fields, yep. Andre Variani. I know we always talked about him Andrea. and talked about him. Um, Chuck Hayes. <laughs> Amir Johnson. Um, uh, John Salmons. No, that was after the Rudy. Yeah. So Rudy, we once he traded for or once he traded Rudy Rudy away, we got like Pat Patterson. Yeah. Uh, Gravis Vasquez, Chuck Hayes, and John Salmons. Are you talking about a dude that's super old, bro? Like I was watching John when I was like nine. No, years no. Old. Your rookie year, the oldest guy on your team was Michael Pietras. Oh, MP for sure. Dude, okay, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I didn't even know he played. Did, yeah, he played in Toronto with me for a year. That's he's, crazy. He's shooting around, we used to bet our per diem. And he used to give me all his per diem uh, <laughs> on our road trips. It was great. Uh, well, Damn. You, give me what, give give us one of your favorite memories though from uh, Toronto. Definitely the the fifty one the fifty one game. That that was crazy. Um, you know, it's crazy too. I, I you know, being in Canada, nobody really. It's harder for my family and you guys to kind of get there. Yeah. But I remember Noah, my homie, was out there. He was supposed to leave the day of the game. Like when I was going to shoot around, he was like, "Yeah, I'm about to head to the airport." And so I was out there so adult, and he was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna stay an extra day." He stayed the extra day. I dropped fifty, and I just remember. At least I had somebody from home to experience this moment with me because I would have been out there. So, like, that memory would have probably faded in time. But I just remember after that night, man, like, I feel like it kind of changed a little bit. I think everybody kind of saw me a little different, kind of understood. It's like, yeah, I could, I could ball. Like, I had games. So, but that that, that day was crazy. Um, I would definitely say win the dunk contest. I have it. I'm looking at it dead in the face right here. It's like <laughs> two feet away from me. Uh, I mean, I think that that's another a, thing. That's, yeah, a that's another thing. Like, and it was in my rookie year. Like, yeah. And that's what made it, like, even that much more surreal. It was, like, already being in the NBA was just crazy. And then having – like, I didn't even necessarily outright have the opportunity to get to the dunk contest. I had to, like, campaign. Like, I remember my whole thing was, like, let Ross dunk. So, like, every time they would freaking – I would get a dunk in the tank. Like, it would just hashtags would pop up and then uh, they would run with that. So – just to kind of get my way into the dunk contest and then actually go out there and win it against guys like James White, Kenneth Faree. Who else is in there? Um, Jared no, James, Green. James White uh, was insane. Yeah, Jared Green was in it. So, like, to go out there and, and actually win a dunk contest was was super surreal. You know what's funny? Um, I was playing a game when you won it at Idaho. Yeah. And I came out of the tunnel at halftime and I just glanced at my mom and she was mouthing something to me. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And she was like, and she was, I'm like, what are you talking what about? What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And it was, she was telling me that you won the dunk contest. This is at halftime of my game. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, it was a random thought. I, I remember that just thinking, just like, what, what the hell? Yeah, what We're the hell definitely you not me? thinking yeah. that that's what yeah, she Yeah, I, I wasn't even, sure. I, I don't even remember the, the, the dunk contest. You're like, mom, yeah. it's yeah. halftime right now. Like, yeah, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to wait. Yeah, I'm a freshman. I don't know what's that, or a sophomore. I don't know. Yeah. Were you a sophomore or a junior? It's, no, that would have been my junior year. Yeah, yeah, it was junior year. Yeah, you were just like, I'm trying to get, yeah, you're trying I'm trying to, I'm trying to get buckets. Exactly. Back to Toronto. I mean, Toronto, Obviously, I had some chances to go up there and visit you while you were there. Um, 
crazy. Yes. So actually, one of my I'll, I'll talk about my favorite moment. My yeah, favorite so moment was I got I, I got I to gotta go to Toronto for Canada Day. For Canada. And I might have had a few too many drinks that day. And yeah, I was I was I had a flag, a Canadian flag. We were both. We were both. I, I, was, I was for sure drunk. I drank and drove that day. I won't even lie to you guys. Now that I'm retired, I can say it. I was drinking and driving. I, bro, that was a crazy because we went to a bar called um, Doc Ellis. Yeah. And if you guys don't know about Doc Ellis, he was a famous baseball pitcher back in what, like the 70s or like the early, yeah. late 70s. He threw a, a no hitter. Yeah, for the Pirates. He threw a no hitter while high on LSD. So that was a bar. That. I don't know why it stuck out to us, but they were they, well, they had the, well they had the they had the games. We played like shuffleboard, yeah, like shuffleboard pool, foosball. They had yeah. all that. But so we went I, there I, 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 I never knew what there. Canada Day was. I didn't know what it was. And Terrence told me, and it's on July first, right? Yeah. No, it's like, were we yeah. in there summertime? Was it a summertime thing? This is a summertime thing. Summertime thing. Cause I, yeah, because right. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, no, wait. wait. Yeah, no, Canada, is it? Yeah, because we celebrate, bro. Yeah, Canada Day because pull it up. I'm pretty sure it's July 1st because 4th of July is America. Nope, might be. Um, yes, I was right. July 1st. All right. So, oh, July 1st. Day, so, it's, okay, so, so Terrence tells me, he's like, yo, you know, they celebrate their Independence Day on July 1st. It's Canada Day, rah, rah, rah. I am the furthest thing from Canadian. Actually, probably not that far from Canadian. But Close um, to you, think. Yeah, <laughs> I'm born in the Pacific West <laughs> and I'm very white. Um, so... <laughs> So I I get I get a hold of a Canadian flag and I am oh, out bro, there we're driving and he's just out the window screaming at people like Happy Canada Day <laughs> I'm just it's <laughs> like reeling in buddy reeling in it was yeah, wild though there's funny. people everywhere I mean in, in the uh, downtown the you know the downtown area of Toronto is so diverse yeah. and so crazy and that mm -hmm. kind of leads me into my next thing like talk to us about the party scene in Toronto oh bro yeah. I mean, did you ever make it out to? Yeah. No, 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 you didn't. No. Yeah. Nah, yeah. That, that was that was the summertime, though. No. So, so like during the season, I, I had more of a, a, a routine just because like I kind of knew the ins and outs of like mm -hmm. you know what the vibe was, and that's the one thing I was kind of thankful. I could say back looking in hindsight, what I was more thankful for. Like I had a little more leeway to to go out and then kind of have fun just because I knew at the end of the day, coach is going to put Demar and Kyle in. And they're gonna bring it home for us. So, I got to experience a lot of the nightlife, and I would say it was amazing too. Because for me, I got to be in Toronto at a time where Drake and the Weekend started to become like these super global icons and like these superstars. So, the city was just in a different place, and just being able to see celebrities like Drake and the Weekend, and they show love and say what's up to you, or or post on Instagram, something like that. Like that is super cool. Like that one is was an experience in it in its own right. So like having to say what's up to those guys and just being cool, like I think that was an also like a, a super positive or a plus to just being in Toronto and playing for the team. Yeah, and it, it was crazy because I don't I, I can't remember. Was it called Underground or what was it? No, Lost and it was, Found. It was called Lost and Found. Yeah. Yeah. So the first time I ever was in Toronto, I was out there, and you were like, "Let's go see this guy named Post Malone." And I was like, "Who the heck's Post Malone?" Oh yeah, we did go to a Post so, Malone so, concert. So you, so Terrence is like, "Yo, you gotta go see Post Malone." He has a song called White Iverson. I'm like, "Who yeah. is this guy?" And, and it was funny because you're like, "Bro." It's cool. Like all the black guys listen to him. He's he's good. He's good. I was like, like all the, I, didn't know, I was like White Iverson. You were like, who's yeah. White Iverson? I was like, bro, it's this dude named Post Malone. He's just all my so teammates are listening to him. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and I was like, all right, let's go. 
And so we go to Lost and Found. It's my first time ever being there. And I've been there after that. We went a few more times. But and he was like in a booth right across from us. Well, it, it's a tiny place. It's like it's like you're in a, yeah, you're literally like in a plane and it's underground and it's yeah. just straight to the end. And Post Malone was performing on the stage and we had a yeah. booth right there. It was and it was like it was completely packed. But this is before he was even like famous. This is before he was yeah this is like he was like soundcloud rapping type shit. he's like smoking a cig on stage yeah. you know drinking bottles on stage like yeah, it was white Iverson, Toronto. Dude, wild i don't how do i not remember that it, that was that's what i'm time. saying like looking back on the last 10 to 12 years like so much crazy nonsense has happened it's just like i don't take time to ever think or reflect yeah and then the last you know the last story before we move on from toronto um you know the chance to you know experience All Star Weekend as like a mm. group of homies. Um, yeah. You know we all came out there. I was still playing at the time, but I had a chance to get away in December. Yeah. Or it was January. Or wait, no. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. Always busy towards that time. Yeah. February. Yeah. No, because I I just had left Europe and came back. So yeah. I had like yeah, a few. Yeah. I had a few. I had a few times. So then it was like you know Shadi Noah and you know we got to go out there and have some of the homies experience like All Star Weekend, even though it was like negative three. Yeah, it, it was, was still, it was and still that was different fun. for me too because that was the first time like I went to All Star, but not a part of like the festivities and stuff. So I got to kind of experience that like it's just a normal person just walking around, and it was cool because like playing for Toronto, like going to these clubs are for sure just gonna let you in and show you up. So yeah. we got to move around and do a whole bunch of stuff that weekend. Yeah, I mean, it was also go. fucking freezing. It was oh. yeah, it was one of the coldest places I've ever been at. Uh, and like the where your part or where your like condo yeah. was, it was so it was, high up, and it was right on the water, and it was, and it was crazy. And we were like maybe two, we're three blocks from the arena, so like it was yeah. not going anywhere. It was just death. Yeah, I mean, good times in Toronto, but then let's talk about your transition to Orlando. Obviously, things kind of changed your personal life. Yeah. Your out, you know, and just the way that Orlando is compared to Toronto is completely different. Um, yeah. But I also think it also there was a uptick in your career. Because mm -hmm. of kind of what happened, like you know, I think it kind yeah. of changed you. I saw a difference in you. Um, so talk about that transition. No, for sure, definitely coming from you know a big city, in a sense, to like a a small city, big town, retirement community. Yeah, yeah, retirement, <laughs> for sure, that's kind of what Orlando is. It's it's definitely a smaller market, slower pace. I mean, people definitely you know associate here with Disney, with family, with you know just a little more chill environment right so having that was good because it you know in the summertime you, you're a little more focused and you're not so much drawn to just oh we're in a big city let's go have fun but it's also it was not just that but also in you know parallel to my career i went from being you know like the third fourth option to now being like a more of a primary role and somebody that had you know, a little more faith and relied on me and gave me more responsibility. So I think just having that kind of, you know, it just helps you focus, helps you realize, you know, what's going on. And my first year here, I had, especially getting traded, those like what, 16, 17 games, like I played well. Like I, I fit in, they, they fed me the ball, they went to me. So I kind of had the sense of like, all right, you got to bring it now. Um, and then I think this, the year after that, I got hurt. Um, I, I think I fractured my knee. Isn't that when you ran into Russell Westbrook? No, he ran into me. <laughs> yeah, 
he ran into me, bro. Like I'll never forget. Like I felt my knee crash. Like it's weird. Like my bone broke in my in my knee, but I could hear it in my ears when it happened. It was the weirdest thing I and I knew I was hurt, bro. And I I that was a horrible day. But I was out for the rest of that season. I got hurt in like early like mid November. Uh, and I was out pretty much the rest of that season. And then that launched me into all right, that was like the last year of my deal. <clears throat> so that launched me into like rehabbing the entire season and then going straight into that summer just like working out working out working out working out we had a we had a new head coach frank vogel had just got fired uh steve clifford was taking over and just like one of my earliest memories of steve was i was already working out in the summertime and i think i was doing like a two a day uh, type thing so i might have been there at night and uh, I'm working out, getting my shots up, and I just seen Cliff up there in his office, just watching. And he came down, introduced himself, said what's up, uh, and then he just kept watching. And I think for me, that was like one of those pivotal moments in my career because I think that let him see what my ability was just out there by myself, what I was capable of, how I was shooting the ball, and then you know him probably studying a little bit of film. I think that kind of allowed him to be like, all right, this is how I can utilize this guy. And it was kind of a special because it was nobody else. It was just me there at night. And going into that season, man, uh, he definitely put the ball in my hands and he let me do way more than I ever got the chance to showcase in Toronto. So I feel like that was the one coach that really, you know, helped change the trajectory of my career. And I mean, just even his schemes, man, he was a, he was more of an old school coach. Like, you know, we, we ran a lot of plays for the three ball and whatnot, but, you know, that was like the, the first time I got to come off two pin downs and get to do my little Rip Hamilton drill, run here, run there, and playing off screens. And he put the ball in my hands, let him come off pick and rolls, and that's when I start hitting a ton of threes that year. So, uh, I mean, it was definitely, I think, the just a different trajectory in my career after that. But it just it was just a different vibe from then on out. Talk about okay, so like like you just mentioned, your contract is coming to an end. Mm. Like, talk to people like how like. And I'm not saying that you weren't motivated and you didn't put time in, but I felt yeah. that there was like, because I was out there working out with you some of those times, and like, yeah. there just felt to be a different focus in you yeah. in your daily routine, and like, you know, like, yeah, no, you like, doing, like it, 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 there was a difference in it because obviously, like, you know, you go on to sign for 55 million or you know whatever it was, but it's like, there's obviously there's a big motivation there. Yeah, no, I mean definitely. Uh, you know I me. Mean? I, I had just I had just had my second child, so I had my family out there, and then having my second child, it was that was like a locked in like year for all of us. Like we were all growing. I just had a kid. Me and my wife were trying to figure that out, um, and then I was home all the time, and that was like the most I got to be. Just that was like the start of just like having a family, and I think. It's one of those things that is we really can't explain until you go through it yourself. And you know how it is, man. You just as a as a man, like you just want to provide. So I think that helped me dial in and that helped me get focused. Like shout out to my wife. She was amazing. Like through my my whole career, man, she's been super solid and she's really, you know, been a soldier and and, and gave me the space to kind of be me and, and motivate me to do better. And uh, I really don't think without her, like I wouldn't even been able to get to this level of play. Like I, I look at her as like an extra added motivation that helped me get through those tough days and kind of keep my head on straight and help me go through my ups and downs. But 
uh, that was just a crazy year. I just felt like it was just a, a really big step in my personal development and my growth and just kind of one of those cornerstone pieces of kind of who I am now. So uh, I think that just played into the level of focus that I needed to, to go out there and kind of do what I did that, that upcoming season. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then obviously, like, more into the basketball side of the uh, Orlando uh, era, like, you know, you guys had a veteran team, and then you guys pulled together some, you, you know, Orlando hadn't been to the playoffs mm-hmm. in so yeah. long, and so long, and then you guys come together as a group, and I know it was kind of short-lived, but it was, like, something that was very special, obviously, to you and those guys. Yeah. Um, because you did something so amazing. Talk no, a little bit sure. about that team and just like you know, you know, Vooch, Fournier, you know, Aaron Gordon, and you see all these guys go on. They've been, you know, they're being successful on other teams. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that was because like you know, coming from Toronto, like coming from Toronto, I was like the the younger brother. I was still like the young guy on the team. So we went to the playoffs, and I got to see and get to experience like what it takes and like the level of professionalism, the poise. The, the dedications, the little things you need to do daily just to get to that point. Because uh, when I got to, to Orlando, we had missed the playoffs for two straight years, and we were just not – even the year that we made it, it didn't feel like, you know, we were going to make it until the very end. And I think that was the year I'm coming off, like, you know, the injury and the, the really hard off season, And then I had players like Vooch, uh, Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, a young Aaron Gordon, uh, DJ Augustine, uh, MCW. Like, we had a lot of guys who felt like they had something to prove. And I think that just motivated us. And it just, that year was tough. It wasn't like we had our ups and downs. We started off really slow and we didn't start to pick it up until like pretty much right before All Star. And then after All Star, we went on a tear. and I think, yeah, I think we, our last 20, I can't even remember what, I remember we, we didn't lose more than like 10 or 11 in that last stretch. And it, it's different when, you know, you have an, uh, two guys like Kyle and DeMar who are spearheading the, the movement, but like to be a part of the guys who were responsible to getting our team there. And we even had like a, a young Jonathan Isaac who, who played, it was like integral to like the development of that team. But I mean, it, it was special, bro, because it was all on us. We all had to play like our best collectively to go out there and just to get us to a team that would eventually win the finals. But like even taking them to like six games, like it was, or not even we took them to five. It was gentleman sweet, but it was yeah. It was just it was a good experience, man. It felt and it gave me that confidence of like okay, I, I have confidence in my ability now. Like all the work I put in, let us help lead the team here. So that was always going to be. That night, that 2018, 2019 team will always be my favorite team in the history of my career. Yeah, I mean, it, it was amazing to watch. Honestly, that was probably like the peak of me watching NBA basketball because I don't really watch NBA basketball like that, but I always obviously like to watch you and your, you know, the team. And it was fun to watch, you know, the backdoor cuts from you, from Aaron Gordon, yeah. you know, that, that yeah. I, I could literally draw up the play now because I see yeah, it for so sure. Many, I yeah. see it so many times, but like, that, that was a really, you know, it was really cool to see that and, you know, see the excitement in Orlando for that fact. And, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to Orlando. Now they got a young, you know, they got a young group of guys that are looking good and it's, it's cool yeah. to see that as well. Um, all right. Then your last stop. And it is crazy because like, yeah, you, you, you played for a long time and, you know, only three teams. It's not, you know, that's yeah. not that, it's not that crazy. Um, Two and a half. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, Phoenix and that, this is our most recent, I, you know, I had a chance to be mm-hmm. out there a good amount. Um, talk a little bit about that. You know, you go to, from, 
you go to like basically an old team, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant. Yeah. You know, you guys. Yeah, have- no, it was it was definitely an experience, but it it was cool because to be on a te- to be on the teams I have, I play- before I got to Phoenix, I was I played with maybe I was three All Stars: Vooch, Kyle, and and um, Demar, and. It was, it was cool to see, like, you know, those guys get all-stars and kind of work themselves up into being who they are. But you, it, it's different. It's a different level when you get to see guys up close, like Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul. Like, these guys are Hall of Famers. Like, they are on a completely different level of, you know, they're the they're, – well, all three of them are top 70 – or oh, is Book top 75? He's going I mean, to be top He will, he will, he will. He will be. Um to see those guys up close and to, to experience, you know, that, that level of greatness was even in a short time lived, it was truly special. Like I was locker mates with Kevin Durant. So uh, it, was, it was one of those weird things where it just kind of comes full circle. Like I've always, he was a few years ahead of us, but like just seeing him turn in to go through the whole process and see where he's at in his career now and to see the level of greatness and the MVPs and the rings, it's just, it's cool to see, and it's cool to see it in a personal way because I, I I ended up developing a little bit of you know relationship like Chris and some of the guys, but it, it was cool to see like the human side of them and not just seeing what you see on TV or ESPN or Instagram or whatever. So TNT, it, it, TNT right? Yeah, um, they talk to them and interview them. Exactly. So it, it's cool to see they're a different side of that and, and get to see those guys go to work and get to see those guys drop forty balls and. It was a fun time. It was short lived, but it was definitely a fun time. Yeah, I mean, we I remember when we went out there, uh, us and our little friend group, we were always asking like, "What does Kevin Durant do? What does Kevin Durant do?" You were locker mates with him. You sat right next to him, and you were like, you, you, "No one knows." Like, Bro, he, he's still a mysterious guy. Like, he, I'm sure. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he has his group, his his friend group, but like, it's it's you know, like it's he still has that like Kevin Durant mystique to him, where he's like. Do you really tweet your shit? But I, I can. It's I, it's times I'm on the trainer table, and he'll be next to me, and I'll just look over that way, and he'll really be on Twitter. He'll really be tweeting or this stuff. So it's just like, dog. That's that's what you see. The Kevin Durant that you see, at least the one I'm saying that it was being hilarious on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. That's that's who you got, bro. Like, he, he seems like a solid ass guy. Uh, you know, approachable, easy to talk to. Yeah, uh, we were in there talking about just music and. But do you say he's Yeah, do you say he's? But he is like twenty four seven basketball. Like, he, oh yeah, twenty four seven like, basketball. It's, he's about getting yeah, better. Yeah. He's about. Every time like, I saw him, it was he was looking at like film. And, yeah, and, and like other people's games, like I'm like okay, so he's he's definitely on. You know, he doesn't miss anything, bro. That's probably why he's as funny as he is because he's living in that moment. Just like yeah. okay, I'm watching this, this, and that. So. And then book, bro. Book was amazing. Book was fucking, yeah. Probably the Cody shooting guard I've ever seen or, or played with. Uh, yeah, that dude is fucking uber talented. Right? And he's just solid ass guy. Easy to talk to. Funny as shit. Which um, nowadays with Ubers. Yeah, I mean, but during that playoff run, he was actually insane. It was. I mean, unreal, he, he didn't. And, and, and it kind of it kind of sucks because you know I felt like this was that was you know your real title shot chance. And yeah. it just felt like, obviously, now that we see what's going on in the NBA right now, it just didn't feel like Kevin Durant was ready yet. And, like, now you see, like, yeah. he is playing at an MVP caliber right now. And the no, Suns sure. are looking really scary. Like, 
Yeah, so no, it, I mean, it definitely – it just wasn't enough time. It's a lot to throw at any coach at any caliber. You get Kevin Durant at the deadline. Well, you're going to you're gonna try to figure out, like, how do I maximize this? And it's, yeah. it's not an easy task, bro. It's not – a lot of people don't win that way. Like, to get a Hall of Famer and you still win with him during the break, like, it's – that's tough, and especially with all the expectations. Like, people want you to figure it out. Like, it's a, that's not an easy thing to do. So, I mean, like, man, like, how the things went – how the way the things ended, is there anything that you would change in like how it all went, man? I mean, you, you, you it's a journey. It was literally a journey. No, nah, man, honestly, can't, I can't say I would. Um, I mean, to, to, I made a good amount of money. I am respectively healthy enough to where like, I don't have to worry about anything too far down the road. Like I, besides my, <laughs> My back. <laughs> Size my back. <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I still, you know, my knees are feeling a little better. My my feet are still beat, but, like, I, that's going to get better with time. Yeah, you're but, uh, yeah. but, I mean, I can still run around with my kids and, and hang around and, and be the young dad and, and enjoy. Yeah, you could still windmill dunk the basketball. No, bro, I can't. You I'm, can dunk I, easy. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I think within the last, like, year or two, like, like almost like overnight, bro. Real, real fast. Like, my it just everything from like the knees down just start like not shutting down. But there was like, oh, we I'm starting to feel this next day and a lot. Like even ice, ice baths, was, all that shit was was starting not to work. So I'm like, oh, this is uh, I got it. I don't want to. I don't want to run these things into the dirt. But uh, yeah, man, I, I, I value my health. I do not want to be. If you see some of these old hoopers now walking around. Oh, they're beat. Oh, Their bro. knees are done. Oh, Their bro. knees are done. Drafts on stilts. Just any yeah. second you're just going down and you're you're gonna need a hip replacement. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not I need to I need to save some of the some of the youth and the, the, this is insight to Terrence though. This guy, I think he should first of all be sponsored by Coca-Cola, double stuff Oreos, because yeah. And Pizza Hut, because no, not pizza as much. I love my pizza. You do because when I every time I came to Arizona, there was always a box there that oh, been yeah. there for a week because you'd go on the road and leave it. But I mean, no. you did you did drink soda for a good amount of time. I know that was my that's my and, we, and, that was and, my and, and Oreos. But it just also no shows you that. no Oreos. I, I that was my thing in high school. I used to love Oreos. I, don't grow. I saw you grow. Like, not, <laughs> not everybody remembers me back in high school from like, oh, you got a game today? Okay, let me run to the store. Like, I remember in the, like before, especially before you had got to to Jeff, bro. I would go to the corner store. Casey's. And I would grab. I would grab. Yeah, Casey's. I would grab. They had these giant hot pockets, a sleeve of Oreos, and like like a one liter Pepsi. And that's what I would, would and back in the day for five dollars you can get all that and that would go straight oh, to the game. Sure. And I'm like, cause I'm not eating until later tonight. So whatever I get, bro, I need to make this stretch. So that's when motherfuckers would see me walking into the gym with with a fucking Pepsi, <laughs> some Oreos, and I'm finna go out there and windmill and get 30. So Yeah. Yeah, man, old habits kinda die of off, short. but they definitely died. They 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 died hard. It also <laughs> it, <laughs> it died hard. All right, last thing. Let's I, I just kinda you got a chance to go to a ton of different cities mm-hmm. and experience a ton of different things. I just kind of yeah. want to go. We're going to go through just top three cities in these different categories. Okay. Okay. So this is just kind of off the top. top I just three, wanna, okay. okay so it. let's go. First one, let's go top three party cities. And look, we can do NBA cities. So okay. M- NBA cities, top three party cities. Uh, 
that where you you, um, you come in with your team and it's like we're for sure going out. Um, uh, L.A. Yeah, without a doubt, number one. Um, yeah. Okay. L.A. for sure. Miami. In New York, those are top three. But it's weird because, I, yeah, I would say that now, especially because being biased, like, of course, I live in Toronto. I'm going to go out in Toronto. And then if I play anywhere else, like, I knew people to go out. So it was easier for me to do stuff in Toronto. But, nah, th- I would say those are definitely t- three, top three. And then Toronto is probably four. Off the top of your head, can you give four us five. a wild, like, what? A wild like, story. Yeah, like a wild. Yes. Like, what, what it, like, what, um, I mean, you can keep it like, I mean, you don't have to put names, but like team, uh, like team base. Is there like nights where it's like 100 bottles or something crazy where you were just kind of, before you really were like mm, in that scene of like doing that, when you like, what was your like coming to the, kind of like you're coming NBA to the moment. NBA moment, nah, but like bro, coming to I, the club moment. <laughs> coming to the club moment. Where you're like, whoa, this is different than you um, know, Vancouver, Washington. We're getting Taco Bell. Doing Jeez, nothing bro. on a Friday night. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Oh yeah. Ah. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a story. Um, it was 2014, 2013, 2014. Uh, it's summertime. I'm living in Santa Monica. Remember when I lived in Santa yeah. Monica, right yep. across like the beach? Uh. The GTA, the GTA uh, yeah. apartment. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I was living there. Up. I was living there. Yeah, we pull up right there. Uh, so I was probably like in Santa Monica, probably thirty minutes away from Calabasas, right? So I get an invite to go to Drake's party at his uh, at his compound in Calabasas, and it was me and uh, me and Noah. Me and Noah. This is right after. I can't, this, this is sometime in the summer. I don't know if I just won the dunk contest a year before or whatever. So we head out to Calabasas, me and the homie, pull up to like this gated ranch community. We drive up and we, we find our way to his house, bro, just cars everywhere, down, down these long ranch driveway, just everywhere, right? We pull up and there's just Rolls Royces, Phantoms, Ferraris, all types of crazy shit. We get in there, bro. It is like, an amusement park for adults. Like it was unreal. And first of all, like his house is huge. Like he has a compound. So he has like a few different houses, his main house, a massive pool, grotto, cliff, anything you want. Is when I so when we pull up, it's like a whole bunch of celebrities in there. And this is and you know me, bro. Like I'm just a fly on the wall type of guy. Like I'm I'm just I was like, oh damn, this is way more than I thought it was going to be. And I already thought it was going to be OB, right? So, you know, I'm getting there. I'm just walking around, say what's up to Drake. And I mean, he was hanging out like the game. And like, I think KD was there. KD was for sure there. He was hanging out with him. There were just a whole bunch of people were just kicking it. I said what's up to him. I'm not in the mix. I'm just, you know, just hanging around, sitting around. And then, you know, me just walking around. And then it got to a point where I had been drinking. I had been drinking. <laughs> and I'm standing next to, like, Drake and all And I'm drinking. And... All I hear is like Drake say something like, KD, I bet you 5K right now that T Ross can outshoot you. Bro, when he said that, I was like, like it almost took a second to process because I was like, this is not happening. But then somebody said something like, nah, I was shooting too. And And so it turned into me, the game, KD, (laughs) 
and Drake all up here at his basketball hoop, like on the hill at his house. Everybody standing around, music playing. Somehow I'm still drinking. And they start throwing money down at the three-point line. Like, all right, shot for shot. Let's go. Let's go. Five shots. I'm like, bro, now I put the drink down because I'm realizing, oh, there's money. I got to shoot. I got to shoot now. So I put the drink down. And, bro, I'm just, like, already just, like, ooh, just double vision a little bit. I'm just, like, oh, this is this going to be real bad. They get, I was, like, can I get some warm-up shots? And they're, like, yeah, yeah, take a couple, bro. First one, backboards. I was, like, yeah. And then it was, like, it's like, no, no, he's good. He's good. I was just, like, oh, damn. And I was, like, just give me one more. I hit the front of the rim on the second one. I was, like, I think that – I think I'm I think I'm calibrated. Bro, Katie goes up. I think he missed his first one. I make the first one. <laughs> I was just like, oh shit. I was like, ah. And then people are going crazy. And then Drake's like hyping people up and shit. And then <laughs> he shoots, I shoot another one. He shoots another one. I think he makes it. I don't even know what he might have made it or not. But I remember it got to the point where after the third shot, I missed everything. And then KD just got hot and, and made everything. <laughs> he might have gone four for five. And I went like two, two for five. And I, I was like, all I remember was like, I see everybody picking up the buddy. I was just like, I hope that I don't owe nobody, nobody, because I do not have it on me right now. Because that is crazy. Uh, was just, after that, I felt embarrassed, bro. I kind of just, after I missed the last day, I felt like I had to get up shots now. I picked the ball up, shot a couple more. And then I just remember everybody walking off, and I just stayed up there. I was just like, oh, God. I embarrassed myself. And that was my Drake story. <laughs> that's crazy. I got a couple more Drake stories, but that, that one to me was yeah, unreal. That's unreal. I was still like 22 or something. All right, let's go. Last two things. We got what top three worst arenas to play in? Top three worst arenas. I would say one, <laughs> definitely number one, was Safeco Sleep Train out in Sacramento. The old, uh, yeah, yeah, the old yeah, Sacramento yeah, arena yeah. was horrible i mean it was bad bro like the locker room was small i don't want to say as small as the room i'm in now but maybe like a room and a half bigger than this maybe like a half a room bigger than this bro and the the roof was like slanted in at the uh where the trainer table was so it was like you kind of had to like get there and squish in and shit i'm just like in my head i'm thinking like, there's no way shaq and kobe were freaking elbow to elbow in here like it just didn't make sense but and like their arena had like wooden stands, so you could yeah. hear every single thing going yeah. on. It was just horrible. That was that was bad. Top three worst. Charlotte, Charlotte. <laughs> it's just nobody ever shows up. <laughs> nobody ever comes to the games, bro. That one. That was. That might be a weird bad. feeling too, though. I mean, you obviously you play so many games. And there's like, so many games that are packed, and then there's so then you show up to someone. But you and know what no games one. are going to be like that before you yeah. get there. Charlotte's yeah. always one of them games. Charlotte feels like. The consolation game at an AAU tournament where you show up at nine o'clock in the morning and nobody's really yeah. There. It's like the it's like the NIT. Yeah, like, but you know the prime time game is tonight. Like it was like yeah. that. So nobody. It's probably why Jason Tatum said that about <laughs> about the the Hornets and they end up losing. But that's that's essentially where it is. And then to me, New Orleans, New Orleans yeah. must New Orleans. You just don't like, like New Orleans. You just don't like New Orleans. No, it's just I don't like the arena, bro. Like the arena. Well, yeah. It Every time does I went in there, it's, there. It's, it's 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 not like it was like it has to be next to a sewer, a, a open bro, sewer. Like when they, it, were, that's when they open the garage, they that's just catch the entire drift. This comes into the arena. I'm just like, bro, 
this is I'm about to throw up. Bro, that's then, everything out there. There was there was two years ago. We're about to get on the bus to go to the game. Like everybody has their moments, like their their bus times to leave. I'm getting on the bus, and then they send a text message to the team, like, "Oh, we all have to stay for an extra hour because the entire arena just lost power, and they need to get some backup generators." I was like, "This is so good." I'm like, "This shit is about to get." Why the lights always going off in this city? It happened in the Super Bowl, and then the power goes off while people are warming up for the game. It's just like, I just wasn't a fan. And all right, then now top three best ones. I mean, obviously, there's some easy picks, but like for you personally, what what were Are you the talking top? about? Best or favorite? Let's go with your favorite. Favorite, um, Magic somewhere, Garden. Is there somewhere you always played well? <laughs> the Garden. Yeah. Uh, not always, but I, I had uh, some pretty. I had some twenty-five balls. I don't know if I had a thirty ball in the Garden, but I definitely, mm-hmm. definitely had some killer games there. Um, honestly, TD Garden in Boston. Yeah, I don't know why I like it as much as I do, but I do. I always felt like I had good games there, and I I definitely remember a few times, like a bunch of times, where you beat the Celtics on their court. So that to me is special. It, it's Growing a pretty, like it's a pretty cool place. I got to go there for the finals when Ime was coaching there. And yeah, like, it's pretty crazy. No, it's historic. It got a lot of history to it. It's got a lot of history, even though it's old. But it's just like the fans are crazy. Like yeah. you have rowdy fans that are like actually the invested. when they're it's invested the in the game, it makes it way better. Um, Staples, and then I can't, I can't, I cannot say Orlando. Amway was one of my favorite arenas even before I got to yeah. Orlando. So like that, it's just a, it's just for the time it was really, really nice. It is really nice. Um, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of this, bro. Any any arena that was built in the last yeah. five years is is unreal. Even Sacramento Kings have an unreal location. So you you did. Uh, there was no changes in locations when you first were in the NBA, was there? No. Uh, no. Memphis yeah. was already there. Yeah, Memphis, OKC was there. Okay, no, no, there was no changes. There was no changes. No changes. So Charlotte was still there. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Well, congratulations on a great career. You know, happy for you. It was awesome to watch you. You know, obviously grow as a player, and as you know, as a good friend of yours, is is it, it was a fun experience and. Thank you for everything you did for me while you're in your NBA. I got I got to experience things that a lot of people didn't get to do because no, sure. you know you had that that place and you know congratulations on a long time and you know now happy for retirement and you know there's a lot of other things you know podcasting there's a lot of other things that are going to be coming your way man yeah I'm I actually signed up for um because I mean for the next two years year and a half we'll see I definitely just want to relax and just mm-hmm. kind of be in the, in the moment but I uh, I definitely signed up for a uh, broadcasting analytic class that the NBA offers. I just want to keep my foot in the door and just keep a relationship with the NBA because that it is NBA. So as long as I can be around, who knows where I might pop up. But, um, you know, I mean, like this, we already do podcasts, so this is not too far out of the realm of things I do. I stream, probably do that a little bit more, but Join, join, join me yeah. on the media side, buddy. I know. I'm calling, I know. Li- calling live games. It's, it's a different, I know. It's a different animal, I know. but it's fun. I know. So we'll see how that goes, man. All right, man. Well, we'll be back. You know, we're going to start doing this more regularly. We'll get back on it. Um, yeah. You guys will be able to hear from us and, we'll, you know, we'll talk more and oh, we'll sure. catch you all later. Thanks. Good morning. Good evening. Good night. Yeah. Welcome to the show. What a wonderful delight. Uh. Yeah. Potsy and T-Rods. Better chop up on the mic. Just sit back. Have a laugh. Catch a vibe and enjoy the ride. Yeah.